Then Memucan replied in the presence of the king and the nobles, quote, Queen Vashti has done wrong, not only against the king, but also against all the nobles and the peoples <laughs> of all the provinces of King Xerxes. For the queen's conduct will become known to all the women, and so they will despise their husbands and say, quote, King Xerxes commanded Queen Vashti to be brought before him, but she would not come. <laughs> so they're getting uh, real like Yas Queen with it. This is, how, this is like the precursor yeah. to former Gilead in uh, The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> this very day, the Persian and Median women of the nobility who have heard about the queen's conduct will respond to all the king's nobles in the same way. There will be we no don't cut off end our wives' of fingers. disrespect and discord. Another episode of Growing Up Christian. I'm Sam. I'm Casey. And I'm April. Back again. Back again. <laughs> I'm really uh, excited about that. <laughs> yeah. Before we get started, we just there's something that we wanted to promote. Um, uh, it's pretty new, but uh, there's a there's a GoFundMe now for Kanye to become a billionaire again. Oh, really? Uh, it was set up. Yeah, it was set up by some fans. I should have run this by you first, but yeah, it's set up by some fans. <laughs> Uh, and it's just, look, what's happening to him is really just doesn't seem fair. Right. And he needs a billion dollars back. So I think he got knocked down to like about 400 million. So if everyone wants to rally together, uh, and you know, donate a few bucks, I think, I think we can get him back up to a billion dollars. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? That is so sad. I am crying. (laughs) so hard right now yeah we gotta get him back in a position where he can make shoes that look like they were made by kindergartners out of clay dude those shoes look ridiculous they look like a shitty elon musk style spacecraft like that's something that he would send into space It's like what people in the 80s would have imagined moon boots still look like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like when you would watch, yeah, bad takes on what the future would be like in 30 years and everyone has flying cars. And The year 2000, we're going to have disgusting marshmallow sneakers. <laughs> it's probably a uh, movie trailer that had Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all for it. I think, oh, so we've been watching that show Andor, the Star Wars show on on disney plus oh yeah i haven't got i think okay i watched mandalorian and then one episode of boba and that's where i'm at so i got a lot to catch up on (laughs) it's it's pretty good it took a minute like it took like five or six episodes for us to be like okay i'm interested now but that's too many episodes to well you could probably if you get the synopsis you could probably skip a couple of the middle ones that's very offensive to the person who made it. You know, that sucks for them. <laughs> well, it's 12 episodes. That's a lot of episodes. Yeah. But it's funny when you're watching, uh, especially like Disney stuff, because you're like there's you're at a point now where like you can recognize future merchandising opportunities. You're like, oh, I see why they put this in, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They so focus on. <laughs> there's this part right now that we're on where, you know, it's shot in like this space prison that's kind of like a penal labor camp. And uh, the 
the ground is like electrified. So the, the guards wear these like special boots that like ground them out so they don't get shocked or whatever. And they immediately, like when they pan to the guards, they show these boots. And I just looked at everyone like, they're going to sell those boots. They're <laughs> 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 for sure going to sell those boots. We're going to see people walking around in space oh. prison uh, moon boots. I think it, it reminds me of a long time ago, I saw an Avril Lavigne music video. And I'm just like, why are they focusing on this Sony camera for like five seconds of this video? And I guess they like sponsored her entire video or something. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Yeah, like, that's, no, that's now with four was... megapixels. Yeah. That's like you would see um <laughs> it's like with Netflix movies and shit where they're like um I guess you would see that in a lot of movies, but like Netflix because they do they were like didn't do ads and stuff like that. Um people would just pay to have their product placed in yeah. like Netflix original movies and stuff like that. And there were times where it was like super obvious i feel like in stranger things it was obvious sometimes but i can't tell if they were just trying to like make it 70s like mm. or if they were like, really going for like pushing product like coke or something like that probably yeah. but even on even on shows like meat eater like they'll be like like pan across like the yeti logo or something and i'm like okay so yeti yeah. sponsored this serious black coolers Oh man! Have you looked at the price point and on Yeti coolers? Like any time, I have, and recently? it makes it's, makes me cry. It's disgusting. <laughs> I, I'm like, I, I saw one it. that was like you could fit like maybe maybe twelve cans in there. Maybe it was like three hundred bucks. I'm like, who the fuck needs to keep something that cold and it's worth that much to them, dude? Like, well, like we do like contests, and like if you put a Yeti thing in the contest, like in the prize pool of a contest, like we do for customers. Like, that's what people pick. They always pick the Yeti thing. And like one of them the other day, like the bottom tier prize, I did a like a Yeti lunchbox. And it's just like a floppy sided lunchbox that says Yeti on the front. I mean, literally like any, you know, Jansport probably makes one for 40, you know, for, I don't know, $8 or whatever. Yeah. It's 80 bucks for a lunchbox. <laughs> wow. It's. Cause there's a bunch of competitors now. And like, I, I don't know, I guess, look, if you look at their like bigger coolers that are like $500 or something even more outrageous, it's like, maybe it is the best, but I don't think refrigeration will ever be worth that much to me. Like that's how much no. it costs to buy a fucking refrigerator. You don't need a personality that bad though. Yeti is a personality. <laughs> it is. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't have a sticker on the back of your Jeep, then you're just nobody. It's, yeah, Yeti is, is white people fubu. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Oh. Hey, April, you, when you said um uh what's her name? Avril. I I yeah. it immediately made me remember we should have mentioned it when Jeremiah was last on since he was adjacent to the what's what's the uh when we were when we were young. Yeah. Oh the con yeah, okay. So, I recognized most of the bands there and they were a lot of bands that are like emo pop punk, a lot of like heavier bands and somehow <laughs> beating all odds. Avril Lavigne found herself a spot right in between taking back Sunday and bring me the horizon. And I thought oh. that was so funny. That is, that's very she, interesting. She's a rocker. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed Avril back in the day though. 
Like she was like, because, you know, it was kind of like I was I wanted to be edgy really badly, but like I had to work around like rules and dress codes and everything. So I was like as edgy as I could be. So I kind of found a parallel in Avril. She's like, I'm in pop, but like I have a little tiny bit of I have a tie on. Yeah, I tie <laughs> and <laughs> on like a clip on tie on to like my, oh no, it wasn't clip on. It was but she would wear like a t shirt and then like it was like, wear the like tie. a a white tank top, a tie, and like those Dickies knee length shorts. That's right. Oh, I, yeah. I wanted those shorts so bad when I was younger. <laughs> With like a pair of etnies or whatever they were called, those wide ass sneakers. Oh yeah. yeah, I never had those. I had I had vans. I had like the white vans, and then I had the Chuck Taylors, which yeah. I still own. Not Dick- the same ones, but Dickie stuff was for drywallers and angsty Christian kids. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Hang on. Close your eyes. Okay, here we go. Back, go into the time machine and think back on like one particular item that you bought that gave you like butterflies in your tum tum because you're like, <laughs> oh man, this is so cool. Like when you were trying oh, to be edgy. Oh, it, hands down, it was uh, my first studded belt. That, that I thick was ass. Thinking that too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that ultra wide, like a three inch. It barely fits through your belt loops. Oh my word. I think was mine two or three. I don't remember. I think it was three. Yeah. So I wore, I think I got that junior year in high school. Like when I went to public school in 11th grade, that's when I really started to like slip into the, the edginess, so to speak. <laughs> so I got the, the, the studded belt. Did anyone that, you know, have the buckle on the side? Oh so yeah. The whole oh, front. That's the move. Right. I had a Zayo <laughs> belt buckle. That's right. Zayo <laughs> belt buckle. Wow. Yeah. That's probably wow. a collector's item now. I know. I don't know where it is. I wish I still had it. because of who would, would want be. it. But yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It'd be on the wall behind me if I could find that at my parents' house. That, that was cool. And I yeah. would wear that. So I didn't wear my belt to the side. I would wear it like it. I don't even know how to explain it. It was so dumb. And I was like, <laughs> just felt cool because I didn't see other people doing it, which does turns out when you get older you realize not seeing other people do things doesn't automatically make it cool but yeah it was like the first belt loop on the side like on like the left like the first one you would come by i would like find a i would like interlock the belt around it so like the i can't explain this shit it was just I can't i don't even know how to explain it i would like need a belt and a visual i feel like uh, the only way i could do this is like acted like a flight attendant showing people how to buckle a seatbelt. <laughs> Do you like wrap it underneath or like wrap it behind it and then like, like make a little knot and go down? The little like notchy a... part would like went over the belt. How the fuck did I do I'm, it? I would, I'm actually gonna have to try and figure out how I put my yeah. belt on after I'm we get off of this because I can't actually quite remember how I would even explain that. I'm picturing Casey my Siri costume belt. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That sounds heavy and tedious. Oh, I should bend. make an emo Siri mashup. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, you should, I remember. But also okay, no. kill me. <laughs> I finally, I finally remember. So, after you put your belt, like after you put the thing through the notch, and then on the belt, there's the like the extra loops to put the excess belt through. Yeah. Yes. In between the buckle and those loops, that my belt loop would be. 
and then the excess of the belt would go over my belt loop. So it was just slightly off to the side. And I wore tight black t-shirts that didn't go below my belt at the time. So it was oh, yeah, very obvious that, that I was wearing the belt. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> and that was before I had moves. So I was able to successfully wear tight black band shirts and that was a different oh, time in my life. Here's a fun story. I had a friend who, um, I'm still friends with to this day and she went to a, the used concert and I didn't even bother asking my parents <laughs> <laughs> and so she brought answer. me back uh, a t-shirt from it and it was like I was very small when I was in high school and it was like this like I had I still have the shirt and it's like a little it looks like a child shirt kind of but I would uh keep it well okay I had the the used shirt and then I had an Avenged Sevenfold shirt nice <laughs> but I had also gotten from friends who went to a concert without me I don't know how I got them to <laughs> I don't know why they did that for me, but I don't know. Um, and they felt sorry for me. <laughs> yeah, like this poor kid. I know. Like and the home event reading seven... devotional right now. Oh, I know. <laughs> the event She'll... seven will fold one had a had a skull on it, so I didn't want to bring it home because I wouldn't want my mom to see it in the wash because, uh, you know, not to embarrass her, but I had a couple of garments disappear once I put them into the wash. <laughs> garments. <laughs> garments <laughs> it's so funny the whole like skull thing was like so off-putting to a lot of christian i know and i'm just like we're a science family we like science in this household what's a skull you know everyone's yeah. got one yeah. this skull <laughs> has birds flying out of its mouth like, but... this skull has bat wings we don't like that oh yeah that's not very I, had a, I had a through the eyes of the dead shirt that had like a skull in the middle with like it was kind of looked like wings but the wing pattern was made of knives and i was like i thought oh. that was a badass shirt and now <laughs> i i got to a point in my life where i'm like i'm not gonna wear skulls and knives anymore but <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> it had its moment it had its brief moment it's true well i hid that skull shirt in my locker so i would just wear a little tank top to school and then just take the shirt out of my locker <laughs> and wear it and Did you hand it wash it so your mom wouldn't find i don't know it if i ever sink. washed it <laughs> You would shower with it on. You're like, this will get this nice and clean. <laughs> I don't know what ever happened to that shirt, actually. Just had a clothesline going in the girl's bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I have the used shirt. That one had, it had like a like a human heart and like a horse, like a Roman riding a horse or something on it. So that one was fine. I still every, own that one. Every one of my shirts ended up being like the armpits got worn out. Oh. Maybe because I moshed so hard, you know? <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I had to like selectively go to concerts. I could only go to concerts that were at like the the Quaker Church or something. <laughs> the Quaker, the Quaker <laughs> hardcore show. Yeah, moshing yeah. was literally just as Quaker service. You'd all just start shaking violently in the middle of. A <laughs> Would you say you were sowing your wild Quaker oats? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. You know, Dang. quick oats. They were quick oats. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, so we are gathered here this evening to do uh, a Bible study. Can't right? wait. I've never yeah, had a bad uh, experience at a Bible study. Yeah, so we challenged <laughs> each other to, to you know, bring before the group a, a passage that really touched our hearts. And I believe, Sam, you have one, and then I have one, which April also helped me research this one, so we kind of have it together. 
Yeah, I have. I had some divine inspiration. I'll take all the credit for that. I mean, God takes all the credit for that. It was her idea. She did come up be the, with the, the topic idea. All, all glory be to God. Any good idea I have is God, and any bad idea I have is mine. Is my awful sin nature? Devil. And all God's people said, "Oh man, you guys missed that cue." <laughs> <laughs> I decided to just let you hang on that one. Well, uh, <laughs> well so, Sam, you want to uh, do you want to kick us off? Okay, so this is less okay. So I don't know if anyone listening is familiar. I feel like it's become slightly more common uh, and commonly known, but I did not know about this my entire childhood, and I didn't learn about it until I was in college. Uh, because I hang out with a bunch of Bible thumping nerds as a Bible major, and uh, it's the whole like Nephilim thing. I thought you were going to say you found uh, one of two verses that vaguely described something reptilian that may have been a dinosaur, thanks to your youth pastor. Oh yeah, behemoth. Nope. The behemoth. Yeah. Leviathan. Oh, yeah. was that what it was no, called? Uh, no, the behemoth and the Leviathan are in the Book of Job, and yeah. behemoth. Sorry. And well, that's that's a fun one because people like Ken Ham are like atheists say that it was probably a elephant, and you're like, they probably don't say that because the book is really old and it's clearly a story, and they don't believe that it was a real thing. <laughs> like, I don't. So it's that's my favorite is like the straw manning of um of the creationists, uh, particularly the more absurd ones like Ken Ham are always so quick to be like the atheists think that it's like that. They don't think that dude, you can't, you're just saying that because you know, there isn't a single person in your audience who's ever listened to someone who's an atheist speak unless it was in a debate with Ken Ham. And then of course it was Bill Nye and that was ridiculous. Yeah. If one person says it, that means they all think it though. Obviously. Yeah. Dude, I was listening to a I was listening to a podcast this week where they were like watching videos of people who, you know, there's like videos where people just go to Disneyland and like show right. what's in the merch stores this week, or yeah, like okay. give you like tips and tricks on how to make the most of your Disneyland. It, like people have a whole career of that. That's what travel agents are for. What are you guys doing? Yeah. Spending well, all that money going to Disney. Like maybe they're monetized. Dude, they're but... making money. They make killer money just going so just making channels, YouTube right? videos about like, oh, five of the best dining options at Disney World on a Tuesday. Cool. I'm in the wrong career. Right. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but uh I was sitting there watching this this podcast where they were talking about this and kind of roasting them and stuff, and I was thinking, like, I wonder if these exist for the creation museum. And like vlogs. Yeah. Like, so like I went digging around on YouTube a little bit and I found several of them that were like, you know, Christian mom blog, YouTube channels where they went to the creation museum and then they show like footage from it and talk about tips and tricks and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, it's, I gotta go. I like yeah. we have we, to go. Yeah, dude. Ooh. I think next time, instead of me coming to visit you or you coming out here to visit me, we should meet up at the Creation Museum. That's in yes. Kentucky, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. And cool. it's funny because there's I was watching and there's a lot of the typical stuff. There's a lot of like bad animatronics and dinosaur recreations and whatnot. And then there was the whole time it's like walking you through like 
the seven seas of creation and uh oh i was you know, like seven like, seas i forget what the seven seas. noah sailed the seven seas he, he was the first pirate so exactly like, okay. <laughs> it was one sea became seven seas the tower of babel sea but uh it at some point during the walkthrough they like walk into this section that's like i don't know what it's what sea it is it's like chaos or confusion or uh you know whatever but it just is like a whole big video screen hallway that shows the horrors of living in the fallen world. So it's just like jump cuts of like the twin towers falling and firing and, and tsunamis wiping out villages and stuff. And it's like these people's like five-year-olds like walking through just like, (laughs) just looking at gore, like straight up, like the scene from, uh, from, uh, Clockwork Orange, where they're holding his eyelids open oh, and making him watch more footage. <laughs> oh my god! Just the day at the That's Creation wild. Museum. <laughs> we used to okay. So speaking of Bill Nye, Bill Nye the Science Guy was my favorite show when I was younger. I thought it was um, Wishbone. Oh gosh, Wishbone can just jump off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Wishbone. <laughs> no, because Wishbone had anti-cat lines and so me and my friend emily would um we built a we built a sculpture of wishbone out of sand and then we stomped on it singing (laughs) okay that's witchcraft you you guys were involved in witchcraft because i was like animals can all get along this is so stupid and i hate this (laughs) starting a class war or race war with animals this is messed up I just wanted all the animals to get along and I wanted all the stupid, dumb, old cat jokes to die and Wishbone wouldn't let them die. So I killed Wishbone. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, he who must not be named. Uh, So what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Bill Bill Nye. Bill Nye. Yeah. So my like we obviously were raised in a no evolution, blah, 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 whatever. But so, of course, in Bill and I the show they would talk about like millions of years evolution blah 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 and every time they mentioned it like me or one of my siblings would just be like are you sure yeah i remember like saying stuff like that too like oh yeah we know that's not true you're like you're watching a science show with a scientist who's teaching you science things and you're like seven you're like this guy thinks he knows stuff it's like fucking ridiculous (laughs) i don't i don't or i don't think it was like because I still really liked the show, but I was just like, I, I, do you really know? Like, it wasn't like malicious or anything. It was just kind of like, I don't know. If someone's yeah. listening, I'm just like I'm a 10 year old being like, carbon dating isn't real. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we went way off topic. I know. Uh, Nephilim. Right. So, Nephilim, I was like, I, so I learned about this in college. It's just like these, like, half, it's like these half, angel human hybrids uh that are supposedly the reason that god flooded the world and i remember when i first heard about it in college i was like that shit is whack like no like whoever's saying this like it it this is like a it felt like uh what i learned about lizard people or something like that like that's clearly insane and and if it was true like i would have i would have heard about it by now i grew up in evangelical christianity like if this was true i would know because i know everything that's true because i grew up in the right group of people but 
I heard about it from people who are on the more charismatic side too. And I was like kind of getting used to that whole thing still and was like, there's no way. But then it turned out that more people knew about this than I thought because these are the kinds of conversations you would have on a dorm room at 11 o'clock at night instead of doing normal kid stuff. So it really all stems from Genesis, uh, the book of Genesis, chapter six, verses one through four. So I'll just go ahead and read that. And it says, when the human, when human beings began to increase in number on earth and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of humans were beautiful and they married any of them they chose. Then the Lord said, my spirit will not contend with humans forever for they are mortal. Their days will be 120 years. The Nephilim were on earth in those days and also afterward when the sons of God went to the daughters of humans and had children by them. They were the heroes of old, men of renown. What the fuck? So Yeah, that's wild stuff. Yeah, it's just thrown Amazing. right in there. <laughs> just, I remember hearing about that. And it's just like, did the did the daughters have a choice in the matter? <laughs> no, that's the re- reoccurring theme of uh, a lot of the Bible is you don't. <laughs> if yeah, you're a daughter. You're, <laughs> you're basically a grain of sand. You don't want to <laughs> smash an F. Hey, let's sell yourself short. You're you worth no at business least one cattle. So Oh, uh, that's great. So Nephilim looked down on the daughters of men and said, Figuratively. And... <laughs> oh, my. So there are a couple other passages. So I ended up kind of doing a little bit of a, not a, I, I can't call it a deep dive uh, because I didn't have, I don't, a deep dive would probably require like purchasing a book or two and really studying it. But, uh, you know, your typical internet deep dive. And there's only like one other clear verse uh, where this whole thing is referenced. And then there's another one. I didn't really include it in what I'm going to read just because you have to get into like, it might be this because of the Hebrew word, but it didn't get translated that way. And it was more complicated than I was willing to get into for something (laughs) as simple as this. But in Ezekiel 13, uh, it's referenced again where it says, uh, but the men who had gone up with him said, we can't, these were scouts uh, uh, scouting the land that the Israelites were, I don't know, trying Fixing to fix the genocide. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we can't attack those people. They're stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said the land, ex- the land we explored devours those living in it. All people saw all the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there. The descendants of Anak come from the Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. So giants, the Nephilim. Uh, The thing that, so side note, a lot of the things that you see in the Hebrew Bible about like the descendants of so-and-so were from these people. Uh, The Canaanites were from these people. A lot of this stuff is uh, not uh, like real history. It's like uh, the genealogies were usually uh, or often had um, came from a place of trying to explain enmity between people. So like Cain and Abel, right? Descent. Well, I guess one killed the other, but uh, Shem and uh, what was it? Ham. Ham. Yeah. Ham. Um. (laughs) Like descendants of like Noah's kids, the descendants, and like this kid did something bad and he was cursed. And then these descendants 
generations down the line are these people. So that's a very common thing is to attribute like, so when these stories were written and they're trying to explain why there's enmity between the Canaanites and the Israelites, they're, it's all going to be told through story and genealogy. That's my take. That's my understanding. You'll have plenty of people who will say it's real history. How dare you? And that's so fine. It's- it's not going to show up on your 23andMe genealogy report. <laughs> no, it probably will not. Uh, but that's a great. I mean, uh, that would be amazing. If it, hey, it you're part Nephilim. Time. They don't put Nephilim on uh, 23andMe. It fucking sucks. I would love <laughs> to find out if I was part hero know, of old. Like, <laughs> they've got like how much caveman you are. So yeah, I was in like the 99th percentile for Neanderthal, Neanderthal DNA quotient or whatever. <laughs> must be a Nor- Norway thing because I think mine was really low, but I was like 0.04 African because Sicily, I guess. So you can, that's like, um, <laughs> God, my senator, uh, Elizabeth Warren was like, I'm Native American. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, you. Where's your dang grant money? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Native American. I'm like the poster child for like whitey mcwhite bread and it's just like i'm native american i yeah. get it like he is the worst no please don't <laughs> Look, these people are frauds i'll i'll say before she ran for president uh i was fine with her uh not my favorite but certainly better than any alternative we'd have and i typically lean uh more than liberal uh, i guess i'm very she's left like, she's like neoliberal ted cruz Oh, like yeah, yeah. some people oh, <laughs> really try their best to create like a national brand for themselves and they just do not have a talent for it. And Ted Cruz and Elizabeth Warren are those so, two people. They I, suck I, and I they don't just put her on that same I will not put her on the same level. I think there was she had a lot of platforms that were like shitty Bernie Light. Uh, I don't think I think I think she ran a terrible campaign. And I think I'm glad she lost. Well, I can say I'm glad she lost, but look who we got for a president. So not entirely, but um, yeah. I think I, when she she tried to get all tough customer with uh, Bernie Sanders on stage, I was like, yep. I'm done with this. Yeah. yeah. Was, and then she like totally, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. We don't need to go down this rabbit hole. But yeah. either way, she's a Native American. Uh, is I think what we're trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> Yours is so, African as she is in Native the same American. way as I'm African. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Uh, so you're you're what like one sixteenth Nephilim? I hope so. Yeah, I mean we can't. Casey and I can't be because you know we're not you know past five foot five. Yeah, so. yeah. you have to be. I'm an eighteenth Nephilim, and it's all below the belt. <laughs> so, did you? <laughs> World's first three legged Nephilim. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> did you guys see the Noah movie with like I think Russell Crowe is in that, right? I did. I did. So well, we we both did, yeah. Did we? Yeah, we did. We saw it in theaters. God, I, I just remember about because that movie. It yeah, was because boring. Uh, it look. It was... You, you got to figure if you're gonna make a movie about the last six people on Earth, you gotta speed it up a little bit, like. You can only have if you're only going to have six people and a bunch of animals fucking in your movie, then you've got to figure out how to make it more compelling. The weird thing was, I just I don't know. I just didn't. It was weird how they spun it as like, oh, we're only saving the pure at heart. 
the animal. I don't know. I forget what it was. I feel like there was something weird about the animal. Yeah, so that was so they took they took that from a very very Jewish interpretation. So Christians, okay. yeah, I was reason Christians really are sure. never really know any like. I was just talking. We were talking about this before we started recording, but Christians love pretending like the Old Testament is is their book and they get it. But yeah, uh, you know, the Jews have been working with that book for a couple thousand, good few thousand years now, and they have their own way of reading it. So they took a very a very Jewish interpretation of it. But I, I okay. only asked because then at the end of the movie, like the antagonists are like the Nephilim those giants that are trying to prevent them from making it out alive or something like that. So they do contest with like rock giants in it. Oh, and that was the Nephilim. That's what they were supposed to be. I guess I, I don't remember I guess it's that. It's been a part. while because I don't remember that. All I remember was like the, like I remember this, a scene where like people were just like throwing sheep around and stuff. <laughs> like, and I'm just like, what is this? And then like, well, the scene where like all the people were on the rocks surrounded by flood and like upset and stuff, I was just like, oh no, that kind of like, oh yeah, well, like, oh, that's not cool. I don't that like that. Is also represented in the diorama at the Creation Museum. Oh no, one of the oh my things gosh, that was... I saw in the video was like, there's a there's like a big uh, scene set up with the ark and like water all around it and stuff. And a bunch of people like desperately clinging to rocks and screaming. Oh my gosh. That would have traumatized me as a child. I mean, I was kind of an easily traumatized child anyway, but that would have really, that would have damaged me. I think, I think the word you're looking for is convicted you. Yes. I, you know, I have so much guilt and, <laughs> and, and imagine. So Noah heard all that. And the first thing he does when he gets off the boat is plant a vineyard and wait his patiently to be able to make some wine gets a little oh, drunk yeah. and then shows his kids his balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, so funny that that's like, that was a, it's like the sit Noah God. It, it doesn't even real. it doesn't, I don't, I, I don't even recall it really saying much uh, about the moral nature of Noah getting drunk. It was like his son walked in on him and saw him naked. And the shame was on the person who saw the nakedness, which isn't actually as that's not, I think that's kind of an interesting thing too, because it's like Western culture reading that. Like I remember that people trying to explain that to me who didn't know, like maybe like lay people in the church or parents. And it's like, they don't know. They don't have any education about the culture in which that was written. They're just like, well, you know, he wasn't supposed to get drunk. And then it's like, where is this coming from? None of this is in the text. And then my buddy, Phil, who we've had on the podcast was talking about uh, how protests, there are people who protest in Uganda by stripping naked because the people who see you are the ones that feel the shame. Like it in, I guess in wherever in his, that culture, uh, some African cultures, it's like, that's still a form of protest. Cause it's like shameful to see that. I don't know. It's like, so, but when he told me that I actually immediately thought of like, Oh, that's interesting in regard to, that story because the shame was on the person who walked in and saw somebody naked. I think that's interesting, but uh, now we're still uh, off from the main point here, which is uh, Nephilim decided, Hey, where, uh, where are these angels? And we would like to have sex with some human ladies and I guess make a monster race uh, that will eventually result in God flooding the earth. So, <laughs> what I think was also cool, uh, as I learned, there 
there's a bunch of extra biblical texts that we as good evangelicals never learned about. Um, but do you guys recall learning about the book of Enoch ever? Yes. I knew it existed, but it's forbidden. And this is like one that pops up in like conspiracy theory circles too. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess there, so I forget in which new Testament book it is. I believe Paul might quote the book of Enoch at one point and it's, He's very specifically says the book in the book of Enoch, whatever. Um, They were both written about the same time, which is, you know, the 1600s AD. Yeah. (laughs) The King James English. If it's good enough for Paul, it's good enough for me. That's right. So the book of Enoch, this is so cool. And now I want to, I want to read it. I'm really interested in learning more about this because I'm just going to rip the Wikipedia on this and, what this is about but uh ancient hebrew apocalyptic religious text ascribed by tradition to enoch the great grandfather of noah it was probably written in like the 300s bce uh but enoch contains unique material on the origins of demons and nephilim why some angels fell from heaven and an explanation of why the genesis flood was morally necessary and prophetic exposition of the thousand year reign of the messiah um it's i guess it's broken up into like three books but there's only one group of christians that consider it as part of their canon and it's like the ethiopian orthodox church has canonized the book of enoch okay so i thought that was dope so it's not in the I don't, I don't know what the books of the Catholic Bible are because, again, that was forbidden. But I guess I assumed that all the books that weren't in the Bible were in the Catholic Bible. The, I guess what we're, I know it's the Apocrypha. I don't, I can't. I was saying we were talking about that a little while ago. I can't remember. Catholics oh, I, I just should. put whatever in. I can't Ted remember what Nugent level they hold that books at. in the Catholic Bible. <laughs> uh, but so the the first part of the Book of Enoch is it just describes the fall of the Watchers. Uh, the angels who fathered the angel human hybrids called the, the watchers and the remainder of the book describes Enoch's revelations and his visits to heaven in the form of travels, visions, and dreams. It's kind of uh, like but, opposite day Dante. Yeah. Okay. But I think that's what's there we go. really cool about this story is like, I think having the Nephilim concept thrown into the first book of the Bible, like I think it really shows you some of the ties the cultural ties that there are to just like ancient mythology and how that was very much part of the culture and that it, and, and not just the culture of that, but the, the world, like everything was rooted in mythology in some one way or another. Uh, in Enoch first Enoch seven, two, it says, and when the angels, the sons of heaven beheld them, they became enamored of them, saying to each other, come, let us select ourselves wives for the progeny of men and let us beget children. Oh, boy. So I don't know. It's like a reoccurring theme. And so that the whole book and then there's another book. So the book of Enoch, I guess, was found with the Dead Sea Scrolls um, around that time. And same with another book called the like the Book of Jubilee, uh, the Book of Jubilees, which narrates the genesis of angels on the first day of creation in the story of how a group of fallen angels mated with mortal females, giving rise to the race of giants known as the Nephilim. 
So like, this is super, like this was being written about in a number of places. Uh, and it was pretty like widely believed, like, and mostly extra biblical, but still like part of it. And I don't know. I think that's cool as shit. And I want to definitely read the book of Enoch because the way that it's like broken up, it seems pretty neat. But I like that there's like these stories that were written, but like, bef- you know, third, fourth century BCE, like, trying to explain, which was only like a hundred, maybe 200 years at best after like the the bible started or i should say the torah started being canonized or not even canonized but like redacted and edited and like put together as like a as a whole although before that it was all just like people would write bits and pieces tell stories but it wasn't like compiled and edited and redacted into like one thing until like the fifth or sixth century so not too long after that there's people writing all these stories about how these angels fell from grace and fathered an abominable race that God <laughs> tried to destroy. It's just uh, like ancient cultures trying to cope with the existence of offensive linemen. Yeah. Oh, one of the stories is that they, God tried to drown them, but the watchers were 450 feet tall and the waters didn't get high enough to kill them. Oh boy! So that's cool. I just—it feels a little like, uh, you know, it's like the Transformers movie. Like it's a fun idea, but they just overdid it. Yeah. Oh gosh! You know? Terrible. And they shouldn't they, have put Shia LaBeouf in it. You made you know? them too big, and they do too many somersaults. It's very hard to follow. Yeah. Yeah, and Bumblebee yeah. just wasn't funny, guys. No. No. Mm-mm. The people who thought Bumblebee was funny was just so i found i was like <laughs> i i know how to categorize you and your sense oh, yeah. of humor and Me too, I, we're not but i'm not gonna say it casey thought bumblebee was funny is that why he's so quiet no. right now no <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, man. did that asshole get his own movie i think he did oh jeez. like talks through the radio no thanks i'm good nice terrible oh the really so i think it was the second Transformers movie. My buddy and I were hanging out. We didn't have anything to do. And we went to it in uh, in Traverse City. And it was so bad. Like, it was so bad that I remember, like, looking at him, like, three quarters of the way through being like, this is awful. I hate <laughs> this movie. But it had, like, two. There was two, like, little robots that were supposed to be, like, the comic relief. Ugh, dude. And, they were no. so annoying the whole that time. That never goes over well with that kind of like. It never works. I, how, why? I'm trying to think of why. Why does it they not just, work? They want. It's like the jokes are too obvious. It's like pointing at them. You're like these are the ones you're supposed to laugh at. Look, yeah. This is it. These are the ones. They yeah. love and puns. I hate that. Were there a lot of puns? <laughs> oh yeah, and it and it and its parents are like, oh, they're quirky and dorky, and they don't know they're making sex references. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, no thanks. I'm all set. I, I think I only ever saw the first one. And That's fine. It's and like I don't. I mean, I don't need more of this. No, the first one sucked too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ugh. All right. Are you ready for uh, for for hours? I am. 
Okay. Yours is, might be a little less sci-fi. Okay, before we jump into that, I've said this before a little bit about like you know, characters from the Book of Judges and how like, so Noah was like the first attempt at making a movie not from an evangelical perspective, but using stories from the Bible. I don't think, it, I thought it had potential. I thought there were some great scenes, really good concepts. I liked what they did with it. It was just so long and overly, it just got played out. But take this story for like how I would love to see this. I think if you tried to make something like this into a movie or so there's so many stories that I'm like, that would be such a badass story. You would watch somebody just like, like 300, right? You would just watch someone like absolutely obliterate hundreds and hundreds of people on their own and just be fucking cool. I would like to see more cool movies made like that. I want R rated Bible movies more than anything is what I'm that's, what I would, I'm, I'm hoping to see that in my lifetime. I guarantee you, if we Googled Nephilim movie, I bet you we oh could gosh. find 10 B movies made oh with like the Nephilim as a part of the premise. And the main character like is a, a man with a perm. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, what's his face? I'm Johnson here Riley. now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Neil Breen. Neil Breen. Oh, I was thinking of, um, no one can think of names apparently who's the comedian that uh was in that revelation movie we watched casey oh. gary Busey? nope oh howie mandel, howie mandel. oh yeah shit that was what is he doing <laughs> i want we need to see him in more movies oh uh, yeah maybe all right maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> take us to church casey okay so speaking of 300 Today, we're going to be talking about the story of Esther, which okay. we were kicking around ideas earlier. I'm like, man, we need, I, I'm supposed to bring a Bible story, and I have an idea here and one there, but nothing that I'm like sold on yet. And April's like, what was the, like, do you remember the story of Esther? And I was like, I kept getting confused with Ruth. I could not remember what it was, but like we started digging into it, and it's juicy. And delicious, <laughs> really. All right, so it's funny you mentioned 300 because that's kind of where our story starts. It starts with King Xerxes uh, with a big, deep voice. And I almost did it. I almost was going to do an impersonation, knew that that would go horribly. (laughs) You can't impersonate it because it's like an it's on it's an unachievable voice. Yeah. Is it is it manipulated or is that a real voice? It's gotta be. I don't remember it too well, but did I don't you remember ever what watch it the like. Underworld movies? Yeah. Yes. The first one, but the second one made me feel sick. I've <laughs> watched all of them a lot of times. <laughs> if I have one like if I have one guilty I don't I, I guess I'll call it a guilty pleasure. I don't feel guilty about it. I love those movies and it, I think it's an absolute goddamn travesty that Kate Beckinsale gave up on one of the best stories of all time i think the only thing i can think of because of my costume stuff i think is how can anybody flip around in a corset i like, i think that's I, unnatural i think it's quite possible the first time i knew for certain that i was straight was when i watched the first underworld movie oh my word. <laughs> bite me mommy <laughs> uh, now i'm I don't know. Not anymore. I think I'm just asexual after that, but <laughs> nobody, nobody to wants that. to just... hear my ASMR uh, videos. 
I mean, he can send you a clip of that over and over again. (laughs) Yeah. We'll clip that out and use it as a drop. You can listen to that while you conceive your next child. (laughs) Mm. Mm. Mommy. God, (laughs) I hate you. So uh, King Xerxes, he was the, uh, the, the king of the Persian Empire, which was big. King Xerxes was a baller. He had a lot of money, a lot of land, a lot of subjects. And he wanted to show them off. So the story kind of starts out with King Xerxes throwing this big celebration to just kind of like showcase his vast amounts of wealth. He basically did this like, uh, I don't know if you call it a festival or what, but it lasted six months. God damn, that's a party. Feast Feast festival. Yeah, it was basically like the World Fair but all like about Xerxes season lasted for six months. I, I'm picturing a rave uh, but in robes. Yeah, a lot of ecstasy being done. Yeah. Made in made in the labs of ancient Persia. Yeah. What did they <laughs> have? Sure they the had natural ecstasy? Yeah. Some sort of, uh, some you kind know, of plant. Peyote. Yeah. Or... They were going yeah. off. Flip over all the turds. Find it. so at the end of this celebration he throws this like giant feast for all of the men in his like court i guess it was his court it basically said like yeah all of the men that wanted to come were able to come to this party can you imagine partying for six months no it sounded cool for a second and now it sounds awful i can't imagine doing that for like two hours well in this last (laughs) This last deal, this last like big banquet thing is for seven days. Yeah. So like everybody, all the men that wanted to come could come and it was open bar and it was just people getting trashed and eating until they throw up. It sounded like it was just straight debauchery. And when you say all the men who wanted to come could come, you mean. Oh, the men. Exactly what you think. The present. Okay. You know, just put it in your mind. That's it. (laughs) And it was all men. Uh, the women basically had their own separate party. Uh, they got to throw a party in the like royal palace for yeah, for all. They didn't the allow women. them to come to the real party, so they had to have their own party. <laughs> yeah. So somewhere in oh, the- you guys can have your you can you want a party too? Okay. You guys want a little tea party? Okay. <laughs> you, you want your wine night? Up? Yeah, the men are just like like drunkenly uh, dry humping each other, and the women are having like a pampered chef party in the royal palace. The men mm. are playing Spider Man with their friends. I know Spider Man <laughs> wasn't around yet, but conceptually, it's still there. <laughs> so, uh, somewhere towards the end of this seven day banquet, Xerxes he's drunk. Banquet. And- Yes, he decides I want to showcase how his smoking hot wife. I think that's what the the rough translation is. Put it in youth pastor terms. Yeah, come in with a big youth pastor energy here. Right. So he sends out, uh, he he tells his seven uh, sacred eunuchs, Mehuman, Biztha, Harbona, Bigtha, Abagtha. Zethar and Carcass. And those were all non-binary names. They had to be. I mean, that was definitely their situation. I keep thinking of that that TikTok thing that's going around right now with the like opera singers where it's like, 
Hummen. Booster. Oh, <laughs> Isn't it funny that like you didn't talk about it a number of times throughout the Bible, and it's yeah, it's, like it seems pretty commonplace. Yeah, there it wasn't uncommon, and I feel like there was like some de- there was probably some de- debates about it, but like generally people were like, and this person was a eunuch, and that was a choice they made, and we're like, and people were like, okay. Because, was it or is it a, a and thing now that we're they still did like make? freaking the fuck out about it too it's like they freaked out like they they did a lot of fucked up stuff uh in those days uh and one of the one things that they didn't maybe get entirely wrong was just they didn't freak out about people who wanted to be eunuchs <laughs> yeah well i i was wondering i'm like is it did they do that so that they wouldn't like assault people <laughs> I, or something i, I think what i think I the, it was a practice. only the king is allowed to assault people okay yeah. You know? If you want to be in my court, we have to chop off your yeah. penis. It's basically like it. the thing, well, the common denominator the... that makes people untrustworthy is apparently testicles. Yeah. I was going to say, it was, they, chopped, <laughs> they chopped off the testicles, not the penis. Right? Maybe. I don't, I feel like in situ- I always there are situations was... where they removed uh, their genitals completely. Maybe I not. No. I guess I thought it was the testicles because that's, that's like the, next the organ study. that where the sperm and stuff is created and I will I uh, we'll do an episode. I'm going to look into biblical eunuchs uh, in biblical times and I yeah, because I know in other sources like it's like oh they chopped off his wiener or something I don't know. Anyway, rough translation there too. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think that people probably chose to be eunuchs. I think that no, was I a think choice made and made for them if, when they were very young. It's <laughs> like if you want to work in the court that must happen to you. My you understanding have... is always they like took like young boys and did that to them. It's like, hey, I just don't uh, know how they would young boy, this is gonna suck, but I need a butler. The <laughs> thing that sucks, dude, is when you try to Google anything about the Bible, the first six thousand options you get are from evangelicals. They just dominate the market. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, the anyway. uh, the the seven. <laughs> Uh, royal eunuchs, uh, including Harbona, Bigtha, and Carcass, were were told to Harbona. go fetch the queen. Her name was Vashti, which is a Vashti. pretty cool name. And Next she was... Play. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> she was throwing a party with the royal women in the palace, right? So the king says, eunuchs, go tell the queen to get on her full-on royal duds. Get that Full scale, you know, royalty drip going with the crown and everything. Whatever it is. And come showcase her beauty to my drunken guests. And I just. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds exactly like it. I think it was exactly what it sounds like. It's like yeah. a drunken guy making a request and he's like, oh, go hey. get out here and show him how good you you look. Yeah. So I, just, very, I don't know. Very <laughs> uncomfortable situation. Yeah. <laughs> so they go interrupt Vashti. It makes me party. think of uh, all the memes of the guys yelling in girls' ears. It's like, oh my gosh, that's a, it's the like worst. The whole, like, you go down there. You need to go down there and show them how good you dance. You're a really good dancer. I think it's really important that everyone goes and sees how good you. Oh, that just gives me not flashbacks because that's never really happened. But I can, I can, I can feel the feelings. <laughs> Well, everybody knows the uh, guys. Yeah. 
the ones hey, that work. Go like show off to these dudes so they can ogle you. And you can I, just stand there like a piece of meat. Just stand there and have them look at how beautiful you are. Like no, like every, I don't know. They're like, oh, every girl wants to feel beautiful, but that's not the same. <laughs> I bet you just want to, I was younger. Some dudes just want to hug. Oh, oh God. my gosh. Kill me. <laughs> can we, um, do we keep that inside or do we explain that joke? I feel like people need to know. Uh, there's, well, I'll just say there's towns that I don't go to. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, that's a lane. That's a lane. The yeah. I'm a nice guy that just wants a hug lane. And those people somehow find April and send yeah. her very compelling Please messages. Don't. They slide I'm into not... her DMs and they're like, hey, I live close to you. Yeah. Can we meet about up geography so I can is pay for like a gesture of affection? Yeah, like not even for money. You know, I like money as much as the next person, but you know, there's limits. Oh, like but there's limits. Yeah, Casey, but... Casey will do it for you. You know, yeah. he's more of a hugger than I am. So <laughs> he's like, I will hug April for ten seconds and immediately <laughs> come and hug you. Okay, before yeah, the he hug will hug. Off. Casey's gonna hug you, and his wiener will touch yours. <laughs> yeah, that's a guarantee. It comes with a price. Because it's you know? the size of a Nephilim, so it's clearly going to... <laughs> you can't not be touched by it if you're within... He's going to be like, wow, Casey, do you, have, do you have three legs? That's crazy. It's like, no, that's just the Nephilim showing. 23 and me. Is that a Nephilim so in your pocket, or are you happy to see me? I got Nephilim oh. in me, and it could be in you soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, secondhand hugs for money, definitely. It's like drinking an April-flavored LaCroix. Yeah, it's like ew. I'm, I'm there, but you know, <laughs> vaguely. It's uh, <laughs> it's prostitution light. It's barely, yeah. maybe, potentially it's, sex work, but not exactly. I think it's legal, possibly. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think you could get arrested. If okay, but you said there's limits, which means there's got to be a dollar value for a thousand dollars. Like, I mean, just mm. what if you threw a number out at this guy? You're like a thousand dollars. Do you think he'd be like, I'd, I'm in? I'd be afraid because I don't want to touch somebody else's genitals. You're not. You're just hugging him. He's wearing pants. He's not Donald ducking it in the middle of a police station. There are ways. I have experienced many Comic Cons. Okay. Tell him you can't wear sweatpants. Dude, you can only show up if you wear a dance belt. You have dance to wear spanks and you can't wear sweatpants. Yeah. No gray Walmart sweatpants, please. Dance belts and you like five hundred like K. A priest in the Little Mermaid situation, you know? <laughs> Dude, that's, oh, that's terrible. That's truly an amazing thing that Disney did there. It's unparalleled, I think, in all think of their that, other work. Do you think that that was on purpose? Oh, huh? yeah, absolutely. They did that okay. in all of their movies at that time. Because The Lion King is my favorite, and I don't want to believe that they would put sex in The Lion King. Oh, they did. <laughs> that was my favorite. They did. Now the other one Same I heard was kids like, aren't allowed to watch Disney movies for that. They're reason. only allowed to watch Disney. What movies. What if it was SFX can... special effects? S maybe we'll let you think that April. That's what Sam... I believe because I was very involved in the Lion King fandom when I was like fourteen. So you were like a furry adjacent. You I was just a really missed. That I was. Chain. I had a persona. Yeah, so, especially you with your childhood anxiety, that you very well could have ended up. 
in that yeah. world. I had a lot of, I will say the people that were in those forums were very nice to me, which was great because I was very shy. So <laughs> it was great to have someone be like, wow, you're a cool person. <laughs> you're a great Nala. Oh my gosh. I There's had my worse own places to so. end up. I mean, you, know, you could have ended up in the like pregnant Sonic fandom. Oh, yeah. Christ. Oh <laughs> Why is that a thing? Oh, the, I don't get the pregnancy what a nightmare. Thing. I don't get it. It's maybe it's because I have no desire to be pregnant. I have no. I have no concept of how that would ever be a positive thing. I feel like we've mentioned this before, but if you're confused by that reference, just go Google pregnant Sonic. Make sure Sonic. safe searches on though. It's oh. just it's unending <laughs> fan artwork of like Sonic the Hedgehog pregnant <laughs> and like with this like you know beaming smile and some of them like Knuckles is like standing beside him looking proud yeah. and like with a hand on his belly. <laughs> there's <laughs> other there's other fandoms that do that too. Like I f- I feel like I've seen like pregnant like Pikachu and stuff too. Oh my I god, think. what? I don't I'm know. more of a pregnant it's... Pikachu guy, I think. Yeah, I, I could I see just, that. I yeah. love that the internet, when it started, people were like, this is going to change the world. Everything's going to be better. And now it's yeah. like, we're on the brink of societal collapse due to our inability to have conversations about how facts work, and we oh, draw pregnant Sonic. <laughs> I was, I'm very thankful that I ended up on like the more pure side of the quote-unquote furries because it was just like i okay so my claim to fame in the furry fandom was i created like the longest role play scenario of all time in one of the one of the forums that i was in <laughs> wait a second okay. what <laughs> casey's like learning new stuff I on the I told you about this. uh no it was <laughs> that's just, what like, she does just... when she drops a bomb on you she goes oh, i thought i told you about this and <laughs> <laughs> you know it's things when something's been floating around my brain i forget who i tell <laughs> no it was it wasn't like anything like, too crazy it was just like my one of my characters that i made up was going down to the water hole and was like and in the evening and she didn't really have very many friends and so she was going down to the water hole and drinking and then like the next person would be like my character comes up and says hey how's it going blah 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 and then like all these other people would join in and like all their characters would come up and you'd, you'd kind of be like interacting with each other but it was your your lion characters interacting. Okay. So that one, it turned into like a really, really long one, like role play thing, I guess. And it wasn't, and nobody, I feel like nobody believes me when I say it wasn't sexual because everyone associates furries with sexual things. But it was literally just, I was like 14 and I was homeschooled and I had no idea about anything except the Lion King and its existence. <laughs> so... I was just like, oh, my character is like interacting with this other person's character. How cool. Blah, blah, blah. And I made like little friends on there and stuff that were like my age. And then like, um, I don't know. It was, it was interesting. It was fun. Like, cause I was, I didn't have like a ton of friends, like at youth group and stuff. I had a couple in a couple grades below me and, but I didn't have anybody that was like into like art and stuff like I was. And so these people were all into the same things that I was. So it was interesting. <laughs> Well, I hate to burst the bubble of innocence, but one of the people you were interacting with was definitely jerking off at some point. Probably. That. You know, <laughs> I, I, nobody, nobody in this entire earth believes me, but whenever I started doing Patreon stuff, I didn't realize what people were doing with my pictures. 
It's it's and hard to believe. I mean, it's definitely hard to I, believe. But I thought I, they were I, just I, like I do believe you, but I believe in why other people don't. Yeah, given I, the world I we just, live in. I was just like, wow, they think I'm pretty, and they just want to save my pictures to their computer because that's like what I would do. And I'm just like, oh, this is a pretty folder. thing to look at, like a piece of art on the wall. This is or like this figurine over here. Like, wow, that looks really nice. And then that's it. But I guess not. So it burst my bubble. Yeah. <laughs> the world is a dark and scary place. Yeah, you know it. What I don't know. I'm too old to to be like that. But you know, it's fine. Whatever. Well. <laughs> hey. The goo's got to come out sometime. <laughs> oh, I hate it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, what's Esther yeah, doing? So what's up with Esther? Okay, Speaking so, of the goo's got to come out sometime. So, no! Oh, my no? word. Seven holy eunuchs or whatever go to summon the queen who's throwing her lady party at the palace, right? Probably playing like some uh, flirty bachelorette party games like pin the penis on the, the hunk. Or, on the man? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on the eunuch <laughs> yeah something along those lines anyways the eunuchs are like hey the king said he wants you to uh get all gussied up and go down to the party so you can showcase your beauty and the queen is like oh now he wants me at the party i thought i was supposed to have my own party i'm entertaining guests here I'm not interested in going to his man party so I can strut around for him. Like, no. No. Which I don't think Xerxes heard no a lot. I doubt it. No. Yeah. So uh, anyways, the eunuchs deliver this message to King Xerxes. And he was upset and also drunk, you know, not in his, I, yeah. at his best. So he he like is just incensed, doesn't know what to do. First time he's heard no since he like, I don't know, genocided his first race or whatever. <laughs> and so he summons like his seven nobles to uh, to talk out what they're going to do about this situation. Noble, noble dudes, notably. Yes. <laughs> I keep thinking like 300 style, like a, whatever when they're in the tent or whatever, like one's probably the goat man. One's the like big fat dude with the uh, the cleaver hands, you know. I barely don't remember this m movie well. Say, that I sounds like know. Silent Hill. Yeah, one's <laughs> got the mask on and the sharpened teeth underneath. I haven't. Oh, I've okay. only seen that movie once. I think. Yeah, I think I did too. It's yeah. a fun movie. I just yeah. I don't get into movies with uh, where everyone's chests are photoshopped or uh, special effects. <laughs> it's like uh, it's. It's the contrasting lighting, just, I think, is what does that. So weird. I think they actually did. Um, did I think they Photoshop? All the chests were like the muscly chests on everyone where it's all CGI. Yeah. Weird. Except, well, yeah. What? I, have to I look swear that up. to God, dude. I'm, There's like 1,500 videos about like, oh, so uh, what's his face's. Uh, Gerard Butler's workout routine or something. Yeah. How he got fit yeah. for 300. It's like, I know, I know he got fit, but I, it's like, I think the lighting kind of helped it a little bit well, yeah like the whole movie is definitely a wash in cgi i don't All think right. anyway we'll it's have to look that up later. Wrong, but we don't have we don't have since uh, cold hard facts yet. downloading <laughs> images of of gerard butler's chest right now oh there you go i'm like not good <laughs> at finding stuff fast on the internet so uh i think it would be po like best to read 
where this goes from here because this is a fun interaction between these guys. It is. It's quite interesting. Okay, so <laughs> uh, since it was customary for the king to consult consult experts in matters of law and justice, he spoke with the wise men who understood the times and were closest to the king. Uh, and then it names them off. I don't know why they throw all these names in here, but there's seven nobles. They're wizards. They're wizards, Harry. <laughs> they said they had special access to the king and they were the highest in the kingdom. Says they understood a, the times. <laughs> yeah, they were they were <laughs> men of, of learning. Yeah, okay. <laughs> According to law, what must be done to Queen Vashti, he asked. She has not obeyed the command of King Xerxes, who is speaking about himself in the third terms, or in the third person, <laughs> that the eunuchs have taken to her. Then Memucan replied in the presence of the king and the nobles, quote, Queen Vashti has done wrong, not only against the king, but also against all the nobles and the peoples of all the provinces of King Xerxes. For the queen's conduct will become known to all the women, and so they will despise their husbands and say, quote, King Xerxes commanded Queen Vashti to be brought before him, but she would not come. <laughs> so they're this getting is, uh, real like Yas Queen with it. This is how, this is like the precursor yeah. to former Gilead in uh, The Handmaid's Tale. This very day, the Persian and Median women of the nobility who have heard about the queen's conduct will respond to all the king's nobles in the same way. There will be we no don't cut off end our wives of fingers. disrespect and discord. <laughs> like if we don't cut off our wives' fingers, all the other wives will think they can just act out. Yeah, next they're going to try to learn to read. How Crazy. dare they? They're like, Xerxes, you know? you're sparing the rod right now. And and in doing so, you're spoiling the kingdom. It's like, yeah, hey, uh, Xerxes, you kind of look like a bit of a pussy right now. Maybe, you're uh, a tool. Maybe step it up a bit, buddy. Like, dude, you have been publicly cucked at the highest level. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! And not you in the way to that you like when you want to be. Before women start thinking of themselves as people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like. Cucking is funny because it's like if you want to be, it's like the the highest form of entertainment. But if you don't want to be, it's like the lowest form. <laughs> it's it's an insult that you can throw around. Yeah. It's like I heard cucks I love saw... being cucks. That's what's funny is like a cuck is someone who's like voluntarily goes. I guess it's not necessarily, but there's like it's like a what do you call it? A consensual, consensual, non consensual. Like Jerry Junior. Right. He liked being cucked. He liked being now. a private cuck. Yeah. Now, you know, in like, the so even the people who don't, who say they don't, it's like, oh, you're a cuck because you're, you're a beta. Is that a good uh, impression of uh, Jesse Lee? Peterson? Oh my gosh. Should I not do this impression of him? This the beta. worst person. Amazing. Oh. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. That impression was amazing. Not cannot hear the word amazing anymore ever again i feel like an impression of me, like you have to like put your tongue up into the back of your throat to block your nasal passages when you use like ends is like how that works yeah i feel like that if i try to talk in a michigan accent which i can't do because i can't do accents i feel like you can't god should i say this i will uh i feel like you can't impersonate him without sounding like you're doing an impression of someone who's oh. 
mentally challenged and then oh you God. look like a really bad person i don't <laughs> yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't try to i don't know it. what i what the i should know what the right thing to say there is but there's not a good way to put that i'm just saying if you try to do his impression you sound like you're doing an impression of something else yeah not not great not it's great. <laughs> not great for public consumption so anyway sam uh, and i went back and forth on a video recently where jesse lee peterson is talking to a caller people listen to this guy talk and they call into yeah. his show to ask his advice which is the oh worst advice God. in the world he's an idiot an idiot yeah. so this caller calls in and says uh basically says like i loved my dog and it died and now i'm sad does that make me a beta <laughs> and, he, and jesse lee peterson's just like yes it does you're a beta cuck and you you're made, an awful person it was like you made your dog your god and i could have sworn yeah. he said i could have sworn that he said something about like if if like your wife died it's like the same thing but i don't remember he had an ex-wife right that. he's like I, I went through the same feelings when i when i when I got divorced from my ex-wife. I was sad. Now, I don't want to walk around being sad all the time. I think life's better. Me, I think we're supposed to live and be happy. I don't think it's right to just walk around and be sad. And okay. Jesse Lee Pierce is just like, yeah, you know, you, you made your dog your god, and that's why you're sad. You shouldn't be sad. Like, basically, oh, my gosh. He, he basically, he was like, yeah, you're a beta. You're a beta because you are sad that your dog died, and you shouldn't have feelings if you want to be a real man. Yeah, it's like, like yeah. It's, it's literally like uh, that that like cautionary youth group teachings of like, oh, anything that you like too much is an right. idol. It's like that oh, takes yeah. you to its it's that stupidest conclusion. <laughs> if yeah. you love anything, you know, to the point where like it affects you. That's beta. That like, yeah. I think he said stuff about like because a dog a dog can't love you. The dog doesn't love you. Dog's not a person. It's like, yeah, bitch, you've never owned a dog, I guess. Like, and if you have, well, I feel bad for that dog. But dogs look at you like could, you're the only person in their life that matters. <laughs> I, I could debate that, but you know, it's fine. A lot of people, a lot of people think that. We're not going back to Wishbone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Just because you're a cat person. Oh. I forgot to tell you that I wrote a letter to PBS asking them to switch script writers. Amazing. Because I, so I, <laughs> I had enough, I had enough Amazing. heart to, oh my God. <laughs> I had enough heart to be like, okay, it's not the animal's fault. It's not the actor's fault. It's the script writer's fault. They're the bad one. And so I wrote a letter to PBS saying your script writer stinks. I didn't say that exact word because I was a kind child and And stinks was a swear in your household well the d word and the s word were dumb and stupid for a while in our house uh but (laughs) i said that i think they need a new script writer because i didn't appreciate their script writer writing all these really annoying things and i think their show could be really great without it and because it was history and i really liked history and they sent me back a letter that was literally just a, a form asking for donations. <laughs> it's a total <laughs> mega church move. I know. Yeah. Asking for your seed money. I know. And I'm just like, 
are you what I, I don't remember how old i was like eight or so like maybe third grade or something like that and i'm just like what why would they send this to me like this is so dumb i hate this God, that's really funny so like yeah. now we got your it? mailing address asshole you know like my parents are probably just like oh no now we're gonna get pbs mail forever <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst i was a passive protester it's fine you know writing letters i I drew, uh, well, I cut out angry eyebrows and stuck them on all my stuffed animals and lined all my stuffed animals along my bed in protest. <laughs> and then I think another time, I don't like remember what group. it was about. Yeah, yeah another group, time. Parents come in, like, these people support me, mom, and they're just my as mom, pissed at you. <laughs> we have consensus My mom took a picture here. of it. <laughs> she thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was another time where I stuck, I stuck all my stuffed animals lined up on the bed and all their like butts were in the air. Like just all these ant stuffed animal butts are in the air as a protest of something. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> You're like, and that was when you learned that peaceful protests don't get shit done, right? Yeah, then you should have burned I down a target. Well, I, <laughs> I progressed to the anti wishbone march. So where I had me and my siblings march down our stairs, and I had a jar full of pennies, and I was shaking it. <laughs> and you were protesting wishbone in yes. your house. Yes, my own you, house. you fucking had it out for that dog. New you know, Jersey I customs was really... are, are strange and foreign. Yeah, you know, I was very upset. And the, the New Jersey way to, to protest is to make some noise. So I made lots of noise. <laughs> you are close to Philadelphia. That's true. I know. At least I didn't set anything on fire. Okay. <laughs> if you set the GBH studios on fire, you possibly could have made an impact, though. Dude, I knew where the studio... It was somewhere in... I don't remember where it is now, but I remember they used to say where their studio was in Pennsylvania. And well, one of the studios was in Pennsylvania. I, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> You're still ruminating on this. You're like, ah, I still might do it. I don't know. You know, the feelings. <laughs> like furiously feelings researching Ted like, Kaczynski, trying to figure out how to send him a mail bomb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to send you some cat turds in a bag. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, the kingdom is on the edge. Yeah. What do we got left total here? Total disaster, right? The women are close to revolt because Vashti wouldn't come to the king's party at his uh, behest. So the the wise nobles, their recommendation is, therefore, if it pleases the king, let him issue a royal decree and let it be written in the laws of Persia and Media, which cannot be repealed. That Vashti is never again to enter the presence of King Xerxes. Also, let the king give her royal position to someone else who is better than she. Then when the king's edict is proclaimed throughout all his vast realm, all the women will respect their husbands, from the least to the greatest, from the <laughs> schlubs to the puds. Ah. <laughs> That's nice. The king and his nobles were pleased with this advice. So the king did as Memukan proposed he sent dispatches to all parts of the kingdom to each province in its own script and to each people in their own language proclaiming that every man should be ruler over his own household using his native tongue uh, that's some that uh, is some gilead gosh. shit that's some under his eye praise be kind of stuff <laughs> yeah were they were they reading this when they're writing that script Cause... they must have <laughs> Xerxes put out angry eyebrows and he pasted them over all of his eunuchs <laughs> <laughs> and then put their butts in the air in protest of that put your oh, butts the in the air show us your empty coin purse 
<laughs> yeah, did they cut it off or did they just like empty the purse, you know? Probably just emptied the purse. Yeah. So it's like when you get your dog neutered, it still has a little Wait, I was going to say, when we got one of our cats, we were like, he's, they were like, he's neutered. And we're like, why does he still have a ball sack? <laughs> but it was yeah. empty. Yeah, it's just like a little floppy raisin. And our other cat, would, his, his default wrestling move was to bite it. Oh, come yeah. on. Is he like stretching out like three? He's like yanking on it with his teeth. It's like well, like chewing, Milo like, like pulling like, on a piece of gum out of your mouth. <laughs> he would like tackle him. Milo would like tackle him and like from the front, but then like kind of dive bomb and like put his like just like grab onto his testes. He likes the way it felt on his front teeth. He did I guess. that cat so thing where they kind of like cock their head and get crazy eyes and open their mouth where they're like. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> really wind up for the nut bite oh yeah i think we got it on video somewhere oh <laughs> i'd love to see that oh yeah so later when king xerxes fury has subsided oh yeah yeah okay we're getting into the fun stuff now we're just getting into the fun stuff so uh he wakes up from his drunk too why, why do we think that we can fit more things in than we can our uh, yeah, episodes are usually like two and a half hours long so i think we're okay yeah, it's fine it's fine everything's fine <laughs> so uh he wakes up from his drunken stupor and uh remembers that he had banished vashti right and it kind of sounds to me like he's having like uh like a post drinking binge regret oh, yeah. over what he had did like, he's what? like that was over the top uh can we can I write a royal apology? Can I get Vashti back? And they're like, it's the laws of Persia and media, which cannot be repealed, you know? Even though you're the king, you can't it's do it. it's the next day. They don't have phones. So Nobody weird. else knows yet. Nobody. Like, maybe like 10 people outside the palace have heard this, but they don't know. Yep. It's a rumor at this like point. We've, we've sent the pigeons already. <laughs> they don't have a recall button. He's like... I'm sad. And his <laughs> attendants are like, I know what we can do. They said, let a search be made for beautiful young virgins for the king. Let the king appoint commissioners in every province of his realm to bring all these beautiful young women into the harem at the citadel of Susa. Let them be placed under the care of Haggai, Haggai, the king's eunuch. What's this guy in eunuchs? Who is in charge of the women. And let beauty treatments be given to them, which is fascinating. I really want to know what that means in ancient terms. Me too. I I don't know. I'm yeah. very interested in that. I need I need a beauty tutorial from like four four eighty BC. You know, in the eighteen hundreds, like bare knuckle boxers would like soak their hands in uh, horse urine to like harden oh, their knuckles. And I think that's exactly what these women would do with their faces just soak yeah, their faces in it harden them yeah they just motorboat a, a bowl of horse urine <laughs> all day yeah to preserve their beauty i don't know that yeah. you would have lasted as a beautician in these times but <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh they host this uh this contest for persia's next top concubine <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and so, like, the goal is to search throughout the entire Persian Empire and find all the prettiest tweens and bring them to the palace where the eunuch For can, this... like, do, like, a 2000s 
you know, uh, teen movie where they like they take their glasses off and straighten their hair, and it's like she's pretty now. Wow, <laughs> she's not that. a nerd anymore. The Princess Diaries. <laughs> the Princess Diaries was an awful movie. Oh my <laughs> yeah, God. I know Maybe people I watched it. Maybe I just didn't like that. it because Shelby watched it like back to back to back. Probably, but. Yeah. I don't I don't remember much about it except Emily and I used to watch it a lot, but we used to watch a lot of those movies. <laughs> there were there was a lot of them at that point in time. Yeah. Yeah, like, that that was, that was a for a minute. <sighs> yeah. So uh in the citadel of Susa, there was a Jewish guy named Mordecai. He was of the tribe of Benjamin, and he had been carried to there in exile from Jerusalem when uh, King Nebuchadnezzar uh, did all of his whatnot in Babylon. All of his Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. Yep. Which, that's a fascinating guy. I definitely want to do a little more reading on Nebuchadnezzar because he, uh, he seems interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it says that uh, he had... That's a homeschool family name right there. A homeschool family would name their kid Nebuchadnezzar still. Wasn't he a baddie though? I don't think they would name him after a baddie. Yeah, uh, maybe because he was a bad guy, they wouldn't. But he kind of went back and forth, didn't he? Like he would kind of sober up and, ex- you know, like uh, praise. Well, after God. after uh, he couldn't burn the dudes alive, maybe he was like, "Well, I don't know." That seems like a sign. Yeah, you know, one that yeah, he, he might pay attention to. Lord. to. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, Mordecai had a cousin named Hadassah. And she was a young girl who had been orphaned. Her mom and dad had died, and he had adopted her. And she was also known as Esther. So hence the name of the book, right? I and love how, uh, like, a, in a sea of names that make no sense to us, there's one that just stands out, that just stands the test of time. Esther. Uh-huh. We have Xerxes, Nebuchadnezzar, a bunch of other names that I can't remember. And then it's just like, and Esther. Mordecai's like a sweet name. Yeah. I like it's, it's interesting cool. that a lot of them have like double names too. Because yeah. like Hadassah and Esther. But then remember the, the chick in the New Testament called Dorcas, but also called Tabitha? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only one of those have, made it. Yeah, I used to want to be named Tabitha so I could be called Tabby because cats. Yeah. It always goes yeah. back to cats. Yeah, uh, that, you know, <laughs> I had to, I had to do what I had to do. <laughs> no, uh, anyway, it, it's just funny, like which names make it. Like I don't, obviously, that yeah. was a nor- that those all those names all made sense at that time in that place. But there's some that were like, we'll keep this, and others yeah. are gone. And Esther is and, still a name after all these years. It's cool. Yeah, but no one's no one's called Hadassah or Dorcas. <laughs> no. What's I mean, the... maybe somebody is, but I've never met them. My, my if we have a kid, I'm naming him boy or girl. They're gonna be oh, Scipio no. Africanus Gresseth. Oh, great! It's happening. <laughs> so let it be written. So what about what about Poppy? Poppy, Poppy can be number two if we. If we crap okay. out another one. Well, yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> so it says that Esther had a lovely figure and was beautiful as a and child. Mordecai was like, <laughs> dang, 
this is your shot. You could win Persia's Nest Stop Concubine. Like you got the stuff, the it factor. Uh, you're the 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 hottest tween in the land, and the the king is definitely gonna recognize it. So he takes her to the harem and hands her over to the eunuch. I just kept thinking of that Rebus song. You know, he's like, here's your one chance, Esther, don't let me down. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know that one? Did they play that I in know. Massachusetts? See, I, I didn't it was fancy. They, I didn't know this until Casey educated me about it. I had no idea this existed. Here's your one chance, fancy, don't let me down. It was about a girl whose mom, uh, in order to help her get out of their uh, poverty and whatnot, bought her a fancy dress and turned her loose as a prostitute. Yeah. Okay. Wholesome. Uh, yeah. Not yeah. actually familiar with that song. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Top. I don't know a lot about Reba. Her, Casey or has has McIntyre, educated. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Casey's given lots of education on '90s country because I have zero exposure to it. <laughs> I like 90s country. You know, it gets oh to about gosh. the year like 2002, and I'm pretty done with country at that point. But anything but prior to that, I'm all for. I just I don't like see to, much of a difference. Out of the blue, I like to scream it in April's face. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> really I can see that that being the the biggest appeal of it for you. I like it to be like a nighttime driving situation where the car is like completely quiet and she's obviously <laughs> lost in thought. And then I just like look over at her and I'm like, like a rhinestone cowboy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, what? <laughs> it all sounds insane to me. I can't, I don't need to I, go off on country music right now. It, there isn't any of it that I go, that's fine. It's <laughs> none of it. And now it's like, did you just, I feel like they're just ripping hip hop beats and just throwing a twang over it. It's well, like, what is happening? Okay. So I used to really like Carrie Underwood and I was like, I wonder what Carrie Underwood's up to these days. And so I looked, it was like a couple months ago and I looked and to see like what her songs were right now. And the only, the top, like the most recent song was called Stretchy Pants or something. <laughs> And it was all oh, about how she eats really so much food at Thanksgiving, and she has a stretchy pants on, so she can eat as much food as she wants. And then she's rolling around on the floor because she's eating so much food at Thanksgiving. That's and weird. I'm just like, oh no. I think that the stretchy pants joke is white people's favorite Thanksgiving it's, joke. It's like Gen X and above, maybe. Like, like I don't. Know I gotta either. gotta I put know. on the stretchy pants now. That or they mention they gotta take a nap. Like, yeah, but like writing a whole song about it, it was just. That's weird. It wasn't a very. It wasn't very well written. It wasn't very like. How would you write that know. well? It's a bad premise it's, to begin with. Jeez, I know. I was I was upset about it. She I'm released like, an album this, this year called Denim and Rhinestones. Oh, oh no. God. That's the second rhinestone reference in the past 15 no, seconds. Oh, that's Oh my gosh. <laughs> what are rhinestones? They're just they're like plastic fake jewels. Plastic like bejeweled? Is that like bejeweling your jeans? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Wow. Bedazzled I'd... jeans. It's they're plastic diamonds. God, when is that coming back? <laughs> I uh bell bottoms are back. It's coming. Um, it's coming. 2000s fashion has been back for a little bit and i i know that 2010s is next i bet yeah. i God. i guarantee it 
All right. Not she did a, a, a gospel album in 2021. Oh. It's got the lead off track is Jesus Loves Me instrumental. Stop it. No, girl. Why? I don't know. Do you guys voted for you on American Idol? Like we sent in one of our limited uh, text messages on our sprint. Yeah. To help you get to this point. This is what you're doing with it. Yeah. You're wasting your voice. Stop (laughs) it. Stop it. (laughs) So uh, Esther gets turned over to the harem to the care of Haggai, the, the, the sassiest eunuch. And he just loves her. Thinks she's great. He immediately provided her with beauty treatments and special food, which, what is that, I wonder? I don't know. I wonder at the Figs. time if they were trying to, like, like thicken them up or, like, restrict their diet, they get, you know? Yeah, like, you get, like, two almonds, that's it. <laughs> or you get, like, a full spread. It's got to be one or the other. Yeah, it puts you on that James Charles diet. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So uh, he assigned to her seven female attendants selected from the king's palace and moved her and her attendants into the best place in the harem. So clearly, Haggai's kind of like putting his finger on the scale here, it sounds like. Yeah. He's like, all right, this is it. This is it. So for some reason, I don't understand the significance of this just yet. And I think it comes into play like further into the story. But it says that she did not reveal her nationality or family background because Mordecai forbade it. Yeah, she I didn't tell him. I remember that part of the story. She didn't tell that she was Jewish because they were Persian. Or the, the king was Persian. It says every day he walked back and forth near the courtyard of the harem to find out how Esther was and what was happening <laughs> to her. I feel like he's a what total a- like uh, Britney Spears' dad. Yeah. Yeah, he's like a helicopter cousin. <laughs> <laughs> He put her into a conservatorship super fast. (laughs) Total Hollywood mom vibe, you know, just like. (laughs) Um, So basically like what they would do, this is weird. Okay, so it says before a young woman's turn came to go into King Xerxes, she had to complete 12 months of beauty treatments prescribed for the women. 12 months. 12 months. Botox injections. Oh, yeah, no. they were letting them, they were letting them ripen to like the age balloon. of like the ripe old age of like fourteen. Yeah, <laughs> oh let them pickle a little bit. And then uh, six months with oil of myrrh and six with perfumes and cosmetics. I'm guessing okay. Xerxes had a sensitive nose. I guess I don't know, or else they were seeing like if whoever got pimples just got booted off immediately. <laughs> they were away from some oil. And if you yeah. if you get a cyst, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah, she goes through uh many, many months of aromatherapy and it says, and this is how she she would go to the king. Anything she wanted was given her to take with her from the harem to the king's palace. So this is basically all of the girls they could take whatever they wanted to with them to the king's palace. I don't know what that means, but I keep thinking of like a John Wick style wall of like dildos and whips and collars. Oh no. You know? <laughs> like just take your like an outfitter. Yeah. The whole uh, like bad dragon Christmas catalog on the wall. Oh no. 
Got any ovipositors? <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, if you're not sure what that is, Google that. Google it. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank me right later. after the so- the pregnant Sonic pictures. <laughs> There's a lot of homework for this episode. So in the evening, she would go there and in the morning return to another part of the harem to the care of Shashgaz, the king's eunuch who was in charge of the concubines. So go in the evening, come back in the morning, get turned over to Shashgaz, who would, I don't know, give him a morning <laughs> after pill or yeah, I don't know. A special tea. and she would not return to the king unless he was pleased with her and summoned her by name so he basically like trial run if he liked them then he would let them come back uh but i think we're talking about if if this is at all based in reality which i think by all accounts this this sort of thing probably is yeah i'm fairly certain it it is yeah you have to be talking about a lot of young women right Probably. Yeah. It's just, not just all. Sounds pretty par for the course for uh, this time and place in uh, with yeah. these types of rulers. Probably it, not, 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 uh, not, not against their. Wait, it was probably some of it against their will. Oh yeah, guaranteed. Oh, there. Yeah. I don't think I will was questioned like much. Signing up for that. Yeah, just uh, wait, go ahead and give me collagen injections against. Oh my like, word. Because that's what sounds great. Pig collagen, just. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead and stuff my lips full of that shit and throw me in front of a king who uh, literally just decreed that all women have to suck their husband's dicks whenever they want or they get their fucking faces chopped off. Or like he's just got to test them all out, just like jackhammer them for five minutes and then be like, all right, go yeah. to the concubines. <laughs> I'm sleepy. Jeez. Oh, my word. He just, he just lines them up in a row and just well, yeah, one poke each. Just boop, boop, yeah. boop, boop. Yep. Yeah, not feeling it. <laughs> oh god Ugh, worst <laughs> at least it was the persian king and not like his predecessor what with the assyrians oh my god you probably didn't go back to the harem if he didn't like you the assyrian probably king. not You'd probably just like <laughs> lop your limbs off and throw you in the pile yeah, dude i like, think eh. the assyrians were a special his special kind of brutal i mean Ooh. Go down in history level brutal. Maybe I don't know. Were they were they more brutal than the Mongols though? I I don't know. I, the, at I, some point, was... it gets to be like a very slim writing system, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know. When you when you get down to like most innovative form of torture, it's like, uh, well, you guys are both pretty bad, I guess. If that's what you're fighting, for. that's if that's the title you're fighting for. Is oh, yeah. most innovative torture. It's pretty rough, the, but no, the Assyrians were. Yeah, uh, they the medieval they torture was fear, a little for certain. Was was a uh, unique as well, but yeah, Ugh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It definitely says hey, something about yeah. your culture when, like, all the surviving hieroglyphics are basically like death metal album covers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, this is like a cattle decapitation EP. Oh awesome. my god! A cannibal corpse cover, <laughs> album cover. Do have you seen those? Yeah, you seen... <laughs> don't that, get it. it. It's it's unsettling still when I like look through their album covers and their album art. It's like holy shit! What are we doing? It's I don't it's think too I've ever seen that. I yeah, I've never... I never wouldn't recommend googling it if you find uh, brutal images disturbing. Yeah, that's, that's not really my. S- 
style. I don't think there's like a whole <laughs> like section of bands that like that is the defining characteristic of those. Yeah, like yeah, like cattle decapitation and it's like but feet. What was the the dying fetus? Dying fetus. Dying fetus. Yeah, I can't remember, I don't remember all the other what ones, other ones. But they're awful in, in the vein. There is one. I, it's like it gets harder to say their names because some of them involve the c word and people don't know oh, that i did gosh. say it. i have used it on the podcast but that was natural i feel weird just I'm, throwing out band i'm names. okay without it <laughs> you're talking about see you next tuesday yeah oh they my gosh awful. i didn't even realize that because you know i'm a first grader and i didn't either <laughs> I didn't i'm just like are you kidding meant. me that is so lame <laughs> I, okay i i'm not gonna pretend i don't still like Gang to tell people, hey, see you next Tuesday. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Funny to me still. It, it's still. I'm gonna fun. write them a letter. <laughs> <laughs> but go stick angry eyebrows on our pets. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, okay, so, so get us to the end, Casey. Where are we? Concubines. So uh, when the turn came for Esther to go to the king. She asked for nothing other than what Haggai said uh, had suggested. So, sassy eunuch, she asks him what you know butt plug would be appropriate for the king. What's the best bet? He gave it to her, and that's what she took in. Green I scaly that... dragon. <laughs> I think that I guess that demonstrates like humility and savviness. Like she's using her resources. Yeah, it's like, oh, what would you want? And the guy's like, oh, my ego has been stroked. Yes. <laughs> Esther won the favor anyway. of everyone who saw her. Uh, she yeah, was yeah, taken yeah. to King Xerxes in the royal residence in the 10th month, the month of Tebeth, in the seventh year of his reign. And it says, now the king was attracted to Esther more than to any of the other women, and she won his favor and approval more than any of the other virgins. So right. he put a crown on her head, made her queen instead of Vashti, which I'm sure really chapped her cheeks. <laughs> Maybe it didn't. Maybe she was pretty dumb with the guy. She's like, do you have any idea yeah. how happy I am to get the fuck out say, of here? This guy's a psychopath. Like, fine. <laughs> this guy's an absolute psychopath. I'm sure life for her after the palace was probably not fun either. True. Like We were yeah. just listening to a history thing about Someone who was the queen of like what she was like an Ottoman queen or something like that, and I can't remember what what city it was, but it was like in that time of like the Vikings and stuff. And she went from like queen of the empire to she ended up in like a convent in some it, rural part the... of Italy. Oh, I'm trying to remember who that was. I I don't know. Why I'm stuck on the Mongolians, but. Or the Mongols. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that remember. one. It was like something no, in the it history was, it was, thing. It was somebody in Europe, right? I don't yeah. know. I'll, I'll I don't know. Later. I'm not really a history guy. So, <laughs> well, here's history. So Esther becomes the queen. The king throws a big party in her name. He declares it like Esther Day, national holiday. And then she doesn't come out and dance for him when he's drunk, and he starts the whole process over again in the oh morning. My <laughs> Yeah, because she's very a close teenager. to killing her later on. Yeah. Uh, accidentally. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. Good conclusion to that story. I remember that. So, uh, I think like there's a lot of really important uh, 
biblical themes here. The biggest one, just like, you know, you you got to be open to whatever husband. door God opens for you. Yeah, if it's being a sex slave, then that's what God has for you, I guess. Hey. You know? Slowly at the top, that's what Steve Bruce says. Slowly yeah, yeah. I mean, he is a doctor, so. <laughs> it's a cowboy boot, shaped like a boot. It's a cowboy boot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, like, hey, good uncle, and uh, you know, help your your kid be a child bride. Yeah, yeah. that all the best uncles are doing it. Some yeah, uncles definitely. show their nephews playboys too early. Some uncles sell their nieces into slavery. You know. Yeah, you know. Different kinds, different kinds of uncles out there. Uncles are just to be viewed with suspicion. I think. Yeah. As li- yeah. Oh, I'm an uncle. You are an uncle. <laughs> I take and back. You are suspicious. He's going to buy his nephew some guns. Yeah. <laughs> he will be armed and ignorant of all uh, these things. Teeth. You will not lock it up. You will leave it by his bedside and you will teach him how to use it if there's ever an intruder. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of a, uh, you know, like a throw the kid in the pool and, and let him figure it out sort of instructor all right everybody doing business sounds like and uh we will talk to you next time